Let's go, baby. We turn it up. All the way up today, baby. The one true host returns. Woo! So, come on. Everyone must stand alone. Come on. Yo, 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 what the fuck is good? Shout out to all our real certified psychopaths that know the truth. This is episode 222. We're going back in time. Last week, we skipped from 221 to 223. We were so excited that Raphael Devers signed an 11-year deal. But this time, we're going back. 222. Shout out to all the angels. I think that's the angel number, right? 222? Look it up right now. Ready? 222 meaning is... Wait, it's likely sending a message to focus your attention on your heart connections, meaning friendships, romantic relationships, and family ties. That's right. How about that? I Angel like number it. 222, baby. Sometimes all the angels in the sky. You need to go back. That's right. <laughs> How you guys doing? We are chilling. We just we just all received the news about Trevor Story. I guess we kind of had back-to-back reaction pods. We were happy <laughs> for the Raffi extension. Now Kind of back to Painville? Back to Painville. Yeah, five days of Red Sox excitement was was awesome. <laughs> we had some fun for a minute there. Now it's gone. R.I.P. To, to happiness. You know what's fun, though? Sometimes you have to go through the down times to be happy. And luckily, we're having a lot of down times. So at some point, you, we're going to have so much need, fun. You need, you need to experience the down, the down times. To appreciate the good times. You're right. Not just with Red Sox fandom, but just in life in general. I've been trying to make this podcast a self-help podcast, so. <laughs> well, let's start. I mean, we've got their fan base already. Everybody that's a Red Sox fan needs this, so. It's not like we need to broaden our, our audience. Shout out G-Baby right now. <laughs> Has he been wanting this to turn into a self care? <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, Feeling like, sick of this Red Sox talk. You guys aren't talking soccer. I, I need some self medication. Well, there is a dispensary up in Warwick now. Here's some. Here's a self care tick for you. Get a little a kick to the head. That'll fix it all, right? Speaking of soccer, my God. Oh yeah, give me a concussion. I'm out. <laughs> 
Fuck it. Dude, shout out to uh shout out to fucking Jose Iglesias though. Bring him back. That's how I'm feeling right now. That's my big take yeah. on Give me Jose Iglesias. Be like a lot, right? I hope so. I people t- like people on Twitter kind of say like, oh, bring him back, and the, and I don't know if they're serious. I don't know why Jose doesn't get enough uh credit. Like he's he's actually legit. In my opinion. I wanna I kinda wanna hear what Josh's mind is because he's always coming up with these uh elaborate uh conspiracy theories about who that they can go trade. I think Hassan Kim is a realistic scenario. I don't know if I necessarily want it. But I wonder what's going on in Josh's uh GM brain right now. Let's go. I, re- I really want Keston Hero. Whoa! Oh my god. Let's go. What's the price? Really? Uh I don't know. I have no clue. But uh Wow, I was not expecting that name. That's definitely who I want. I mean, you know what? It's probably I don't think his money's big, right? And he is he under control still? I don't even know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it would be huge prospect pieces, but yeah. that is somebody that could definitely just help this lineup right away. And it, it's not huge pop. It's not fucking sexy, but it's good. It's good, right? It's not. Ha Song Kim is like the pipe dream right now, but that, I think that would just cost more. So a guy like Hira does it for me. But if you want my ultimate conspiracy, I think Trevor Story got this surgery because he probably wants to be the future shortstop of the Red Sox. I don't know if it's even his throwing arm. I have no fucking clue. But, you know, um, or they probably told him, hey, you need to play short for like three years. Right. You know, that's going back to the conspiracy part of it. But, yeah, I think that's a name that interests me. I like that. Yeah. What kills me about Haseon Kim, though, is just like, I just feel like the Padres just screwed us over by taking Xander and then we have to trade for the guy that they have that they can't play because they got Xander now. That's what makes me sad about that. But I do like him, but I mean Tatis would be unreal. And I probably would give up some some pieces for Tatis. That's true. But like if if we're you know trying to be partners with the Padres. But I feel like the Padres owe us one too because fucking we took Hosmer off their hands in a pinch. We give him Bogarts. Yeah, they're, they're still paying Hosmer though. Yeah, true. Where where did Eric Hosmer sign? Cubs. Uh, the Cubs. Did he actually sign yet? Yes. Okay. Good deal. Not, I mean, well, not good oh, deal. It's you know minimum, well, yeah. but good spot for. And him. we got the bomb that Carlos Correa is going back to the Twins. Josh, give me a conspiracy on that one, baby. Let's go. I'm so fucking happy, bro. There's not even a conspiracy. I just want to see Carlos Correa rot. Yes! Just rot, dude. Uh, You know what? You're not coming to the Red Sox. You don't want to fucking win, obviously. You're just in it for the money. He's the scumbag that I always remembered. (laughs) I'm with you, Josh. Even though... (laughs) Fuck Correa. What a dirtbag, even though I wanted him on the Red Sox. You know what? He he goes under an alias anyway. We all learned this. I've been tweeting it out for the past week. Josh, what's (laughs) what's his real name? Carlos Javier Correa Oppenheimer Jr. That's fucked up. That's fucked, bro. He took away half of his name. The fuck's up with that? You're literally going under an alias. Who are you? I mean, I guess David Arias. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to shit on David Ortiz, but... 
know. He's Oppenheimer to me, dude. That's he's op, big op, dude. <laughs> he's the big, he's the big op of this. Might dream, be a, might be tiny op to me, but. <laughs> dude, my favorite part of this, the crazy part is, he has enemies everywhere now. Like the Giants hate him, Mets. Uh, well, I don't know about the Mets if they hate him or not. They, the thing with my, the Mets dodge a bullet signing that guy as their third baseman. I mean, I think offensively, I mean, he would have been solid. 26 bombs, you know, average, I bet. But, like, long-term, I don't want that son of a bitch as my third baseman with Lindor there already. So, but anyway, Mets probably hate him. Mets fans. You got uh, Dodgers fans hate him. You got Red Sox fans hate him. Now he's back with the Twins. So, unfortunately, he's in the AL Central. I wish that he would play a series in San Francisco so bad. I got to check the Twins schedule. I, I bet you the Twins fans fucking hate him too. Do I know why? They should. They because he left in the first place. They were like, "Listen, Carlos, we want you back. We're gonna fucking upgrade our stadium. We're gonna, you're gonna be our franchise guy." And bam, that is awkward. He walked nothing. Just walked like they were literally like about to make him the cornerstone, and he was just like, "Nah, I like fuck you, peace." Like I would still hate that guy. I agree, dude. Yeah, it's just happenstance that he's there. You know, it's it's, I don't know. There's got to be some bad blood. Even your teammates, dude. Like, yeah, you were gonna fucking walk out, buddy. Like we know. Yeah, Correa treated treated the twins like some chick at the bar that like you see and you're like, oh fuck, there she is. You gotta like like walk away from her, and then your top three options of the night say, gotta go. And next thing you know, you're sitting next to her, and it's two in the morning. That original chick. It's like, oh fuck, here we are. Correa, he has no respect for the twins. He's there. He's there for the bag, and he got he got paid, man. Thirty three AAV. So yeah, I mean, dude's getting breaded up. Why do the twins like him so much? What what, what do you see in this fucking guy? Because they have nobody. I think it's tough for them to draw people into, right? Like that's never like a destination. It keeps them relevant, and I think. You know, building a new stadium and upgrading. Aren't they putting a retractable roof on that field? Are they? Like, it's something major to their stadium. Like, they're putting a ton of money into, like, how the team optics look. They just got new jerseys again. You know, like, to have that cornerstone with spending all that money, I mean, you got to have something. But, I don't know. I just wouldn't make it Carlos Correa. That's just me. Yeah, Correa has never been... To me, at least, it, like he's a he's a good one B guy, or, or even two, right? Even with the Red Sox, that was part of the equation for me. He was the two or one B to Rafael Devers, yeah. Right? Definitely. Like I don't think Carlos Correa is a cornerstone piece. I don't think of him as that. Great no. deal for the Twins. I think you do get him for six years of his prime. You know, I actually, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I'm with you, though. I don't see him as an ultimate corner stone piece. Like, the Giants signed him as, as like, the ultimate big money free agent. Like, oh, here we go, baby. Oh, Carlos Correa time. And, like, like he was the ultimate dude. Hell no, dude. 350 was preposterous. They got hoodwinked, and luckily they got out of that one, which is unprecedented. Then the Mets are like, yo, let's, let's try this again. And both teams, they both got lucky, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the only, you know, he's an ego guy. And I'm not a big, like, ego uh, baseball player type guy, you know. Like, the only 
two people I think I can think of with big egos in baseball that I actually like and liked was Blake Snell still playing. <laughs> Blake Snell's got a huge ego. I love that guy. And Alex Rodriguez. I fucking loved A Rod. I don't care what anybody says. What? Whoa! Yeah. You wait Whoa! a second. You're, I you're loved just A Rod. A Rod? I didn't know that. What? Yeah, dude. Big, I big fucking it. take. I was a big A Rod guy. Wild. The, the steroid. Also, do I give a fuck about steroids? You guys should know this. Oh, no. no? Absolutely not. But, you know, not that it was like good for the game, but. Dude, you still got to fucking use your eyeballs. These dudes that mashed over 600 home runs, come on. Like, yeah, strength is, you get a, you get more strength, but whatever. I've had this argument a million times. I'm not going to lie. That's the biggest bomb of the entire day. Josh was an A-Rod guy. What, always? Or? I, no, obviously, like, I hated the Veritech shit and the bitch slap, but I, I don't know. I, I liked A-Rod for whatever reason, man. Free Yankee? Also, like, yeah, yeah, like from that. the onset, yeah. I mean, obviously, you lose a little bit, like, it's kind of like Johnny Damon, that's how I equate it. I still like Johnny Damon. What not He's, now? He hasn't had the best post baseball career. Oh, well, okay, besides that, I'm saying baseball career. Okay, I hate that son of a bitch, never forgiving him. him and Jim Tillman. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not. I respect you. I respect him. Oh, you know what the funniest thing about Jim Tomey is like, I feel like once a month we get a a quote or some type of article about how Jim Tomey is one of the best baseball people. Like, like, (laughs) it's like a Buster only thing or just like some random guy commenting. When I was seven years old, Jim Tomey came over and gave my grandkids a million dollars. I just I, think it's so funny. And, you know, Ed Hand made a great point. Kenny Lofton doesn't look come comes out of that story looking like a big piece of shit, too, by the he way. He does. He really does. Yeah, Kenny Lofton is a, is, is a villain at this point. But Jim Tomey, dude, yeah. That, I, sometimes I, I wonder, like, is my life a joke? Because, like, that story is so ridiculous compared to other stories you hear about Jim Tomei. It's, it's almost like out of bounds. Like as I, the more I retell it, the more stories I hear in the opposite direction of how yes. great of a guy he is. It's like, dude, it's crazy. Like I've been saying this story since I was in elementary school. Like I didn't like, we didn't have social media back then. Like that shit was like, th- that was the wild west of life. Like Jim Tomei really slapped me in the face, threw me off the fucking green monster and chokeslam me while Kenny Lofton laughed. I can't believe that shit. So Jim Tomei, I, I hope I get the chance someday to talk to him and reconcile. Cause I'm sure he remembers the, the one outlier of his life. I'm sure he remembers vividly that one Boston. He remembers everybody else. He remembers everybody. Some douchebag in the Orioles outfield. Come on. You don't remember six year old me <laughs> crying. Pointing and crying, wearing his socks, wearing Jim Tomei socks <laughs> that I still have in my drawer. You still have them? See, that's that's even more shocking to me. Oh hell yeah, I kept them. I still have the whole outfit. How about that one? Did the hat? I don't know where the hat is, but I had the shirt. I was wearing a uh, Indian shirt, Red Sox hat, Jim Tomei socks. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> Maybe that's what do you think it was because you're representing both teams? Do you think he was just too loyal to the city of Cleveland? <laughs> He's like, wow, this guy, this kid, he thinks he can pull one over on me. He's gonna right. <laughs> He's disgusted by my uh throw on a t-shirt and pretend he's a fan of me. Meanwhile, you were. 
It was a 50-50 shot in the moment, though. Like he, I could have, I could have gone either way. I could have gone Red Sox fandom, Indians slash Guardians right then. If he, you know, if he, if he just pulled the trigger, giving me an autograph, acknowledge my ass, I could have been living in Cleveland right now. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, I, know. I can't believe Josh is an A Rod guy. That's wild. That wild. I'm so sorry. Um. Okay. Let's talk football real quick. I was just gonna say we could baseball talk. Good news is baseball talk will only continue as we get closer. Especially, I, I can't wait to talk World Baseball Classic. I'm excited for that this year. I'm actually very excited for it. Um, is it every but, year? No, it's every four. It feels like it's every year, doesn't it? No, it feels like it's every four. Yeah, because we haven't had one since uh, before COVID. The Adam Jones year, right? When he jumped yeah. over the thing. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't been. Wasn't he the MVP? Yeah, he was nasty that year. Now we change teams. That's what I don't understand about the World Baseball. Yeah, that's a little sketchy, but whatever. Anyways, uh, football, real quick before we talk playoffs. Did you guys just see that DeAndre Hopkins said he wants out? Bill Belichick meme, baby. Better pick up the phone. D-Hop. D-Hop and Cliff Kingsbury coming to New England, baby. Go. That could happen. Oh, Josh has stormed off. He does not. <laughs> He's furious. I want Cliff Kingsbury. Give me uh, what's give me Cliff Kingsbury or Lincoln Riley. Josh has wanted Lincoln Riley for six years at least. Yes. Do you think he's I, ever going to get his wish? No. no. I don't I either. Don't. Yeah. I have a big take about Cliff Kingsbury. Just real okay. quick, quick confession. Um, when Cliff Kingsbury was hired by the Cardinals. I didn't know who he was, and I read a lot of things about him at the time. <laughs> I heard all that shit. <laughs> Turned in. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Dude, I brainwashed myself, though, at the time about Cliff Kingsbury, believing that he was real good. And come to find out, he wasn't. And I Wait, still kind of believe he's good. Dude, what's his record in college? It was terrible. It was terrible, but he produced Mahomes. So, like, everybody's like, maybe he can be a head coach. Why? You know what? He might just be one of those guys... That is a coordinator only. And we don't even know if he can be a coordinator because he never has been. I'll take both of them on the Atlanta Falcons. Lincoln Riley can be my head coach and (laughs) Cliff Kingsbury can be my offensive coordinator. Cliff Kingsbury, 35 and 40 record in college at Texas Tech. It's crazy. He left the NFL after a five and seven season. (laughs) Wild. And wasn't it like, I'm pretty sure the Cardinals like had a one and done head coach. Wasn't it Steve Wilkes was in there for one year and then they canned yeah. him right away. And he was like, Sal, like it wasn't terrible. It was Steve Wilkes uh, did a lot with that Panthers team this year that he was handed. He was handed like Sam Donald and PJ Walker and like a bunch of practice squad running backs and one, like almost made the playoffs. Yeah. He, he deserves that job. If they I agree, if they're smart, they'll do that. No, but I mean, wild, Kind of wild uh, Sunday for for us as uh, at least us Patriots fans here, and just the NFL in general with the AFC like playoff picture. It was kind of fun, right? And I I, I was kind of in on the Patriots making the playoffs. Not gonna lie, um, but I was watching all all the games at once, all at one o'clock. It was kind of exciting to be like, all right, who's in, who's not, and it's just like I don't know. It was just kind of comical to me that the Dolphins like i don't know backs their way into the playoffs with a nine to six win or whatever it was just so stupid actually it might have been 11 because i think they had a safety at the end but it did so dumb just just ugly 
just a fitting way to end the year, honestly. Just fucking end it, man. It was like I was with you, Gilly. Like, uh, like during the day, I'm like, you know what? I hope they. Like, I was rooting for the Patriots, obviously, to win. Didn't seem likely. And in the moment, I was like, you know what, dude? Hopefully they win. But if they don't, it's all good. It was one of those weird at peace, like end of the Titanic movie kind of moments where it was like, probably gonna die, but if we win, if we live, cool. Yeah. Plus, with I mean, all the Demar Hamlin stuff, I felt a little guilty rooting against the Bills with that going on. Obviously. I'm a Patriots fan through and through, but that was just like, all right, like the opening kickoff return, that was kind of sick. Like that's just, wow. yeah, that, that, that was that was like D Gordon home run esque to me. Oh yeah. man, I forgot about that moment. It was like a step, just a baby tiny step down, obvi- for obvious reasons, but like it was still like, wow, that's just like a, that's such a sports thing to happen. For real. But by the way, like after the season, how how was the Patriots special teams coach have a job? What an awful year for the special teams unit, besides Marcus Jones. And Matt Slater's gone. You got to clean house. Is he gone? I think the writing's on the wall with him and McCordy, unfortunately. Okay. I think McCordy. You guys don't think so? I I do. Just the way they were acting, like crying on the field, like emotion took over. I think they and all their teammates knew, like David Andrews post game, especially, like literally just cried off the podium. I'll miss Devin McCourty. He's an all-time favorite Patriot for me. Mm-hmm. Matt Slater as well. Kind of in the same boat as far as, as like, oh, they they might leave for a year. Oh, no, they're back. Thank God. Like, I can't imagine any of those guys playing for anybody else. And, by the way, we talk, I talk about this a lot, but I just love seeing guys play for one team their whole career. I think it's fucking awesome. And to do it at a caliber that both those guys did, instant red jacket Patriot Hall of Famers, and I will miss them. Matthew Slater to the real Hall of Fame also, please. He would be one of those, like, really good, like... I mean, like, 10-time Pro Bowler, like, first-team All-Pro, how many times? Like, he's probably got the resume to back it up, but I don't know if, like, they've put in guys like that. I don't, like, I don't think they have. Even like kickers and punters have a tough time. I was, right? was going to say kickers, punters have a tough time, and even fucking Devin Hester had a tough time, didn't he? Or Wait, Devin Hester, did, he's in it. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if Devin Hester didn't make it, yeah, oh yeah, put Slater in. I'd say Slater. Well, he also had the most kick return yards in NFL history and kick return touchdowns. He's a fi- He's not he, in Devin Hester. This is his I first year of eligibility. He's a finalist. Finalist. I'm looking it up right now. But he didn't. He was not chosen for the class of 2022, though. I mean, listen, my thought on the matter is, I mean, although, you know, I'm not even going to make this point. It's just like the Hall of Fame, football Hall of Fame is pretty weird in general. It is right? kind of weird. Like, like, dude, Terrell Owens, Terrell, sorry, Terrell Owens didn't get in right away. Like, no, but I John went to did. that. I went to that in Tryman, which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was um, T.O. Um, T.O.'s top Emmett Smith top three, I think, to me. T.O. Really? Yeah. How about that? I was that a big take. I'm very curious. Rice and Moss. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's and then and then uh, I think Calvin Larry four or five recency bias, sure, but I don't know. A little early for Calvin Ridley, but that's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to go in as a Jaguar. (laughs) That's fair. 
it's it's just so tough man especially with just like the way that the game is played now for offensive players like i i think i i said this like a few years back of just like matthew stafford this is obviously when he was just the lions quarterback who was chugging along making the playoffs every once in a blue moon his numbers are going to look stupid compared to everyone else like of the past 50 years just because of how the game is played so i i don't know the nfl is going to have some impossible choices when it comes down to like a lot of these guys getting in or not right like do you do you open it up to like a matt stafford type is philip rivers a hall of famer or are you like uh no josh has very strong feelings about philip rivers uh it stems from my father it does yeah it's hereditary yes i did pick the chargers to win the super bowl i was gonna say that's a great transition because chargers to win the super bowl is alive and well oh, yeah. and honestly kind of tempting from a betting perspective Gilly. i don't know if you've looked at it but i think they're like plus 2200 or something like that like one dollar like wins. Bengals. I feel like those are the best values right now. I was thinking the Bengals too, in terms of AFC, NFC. I don't really want to like. I don't. I have no fucking clues coming out of the NFC. Zero. I already bet on the the Eagles at the start of the season, so I'm riding that out. I think plus a thousand to win the NFC, so I'm I'm Ooh, content there. It could be a pretty ticket. Yeah, yeah, no, but I I do like the Bucks though. If I had to, and again, I think. I feel like that's some bias bleeding through, to be honest with you. Just because it's like, I want that to happen. I think that would be sick. That would be so fucking They're going to fucking stomp the Cowboys. I, I think, think so, so too. too, dude. That's yeah. crazy. No, there's no way they lose that game. And then, you know, it's it gets to that point where you say, don't let the Bucks get hot. Uh-huh. You know, Which always happens. It's don't fucking let the, Tom Brady in the playoffs. And don't let the defense bam. heat up. Don't let the O-line start clicking. Like, and the O-line came back. That's why they're like... I, which I'm surprised they lost to the fucking Falcons, but you know, their offensive line is going to be healthy for the entirety of the playoffs, which they didn't have all season long. Yeah. They're and they have Tom Brady, which is scary. If they can last through Micah Parsons, mm. they're going to last through the playoffs. Did you guys see a uh, uh, LaShawn McCoy's comments post game on a post game show, like as an analyst about Dak Prescott, <laughs> No, no. <laughs> His analysis was like Dak Prescott is ass. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> he is though. They look past him. They're like, "What do you look? Can you elaborate?" He's like, "He's ass." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy that like Derek Carr had a better year than Dak. Yeah, that Derek is... Carr got benched. It's fucking insane. What a weird year. And then they. I was going to say, like, we have the Giants and Vikings, both teams that I've looked upon as, like, pretty fraudulent all year. Nobody believes in either of them to do anything. Like, Falcons only win close games against bad teams, luckily, and the Giants, like, got a hot start and, like, limped into the playoffs. And then, you know, the Seahawks and the 49ers probably would be my pick, but I don't know if I can back fucking Brock Purdy. You have to. Come on, Brock Purdy. I know. He's real, dude. Like, they have the probably the best defense i'd say they might have and the best offense too i don't know man it's tight with with mccaffrey yeah hell yeah uh, yeah it's, the eagles it's off eagles offense with jalen hurts is still as i don't like to admit it but as a minchu minchu mania guy but uh, so it looks like jalen hurts is better the road is the bucks go through the cowboys and then don't the bucks play the eagles if that happens, 
Uh, it depends who wins the other games. Oh, okay. the lowest seed will play the Eagles. If all the favorites win, like all the home teams win, then the Bucks will play the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. I think, dude, Brady would tear that ass. Well, and that's another thing. Even the Eagles, as dominant as they were all year, like you look at their schedule and you're like, they didn't play like really any no. competitive, like you're still not really convinced that the Eagles are this juggernaut. Yeah. I'll tell you. Oh, oh, sorry, Gilly. No, 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 no. I just agree. I, I, I was going to say, like, the the one thing I will say is if the Lions were in these fucking playoffs, <laughs> buddy, yeah. they would have been real because they got so hot at the right time. They did. Just and it was one, just one unbelievable football. Uh, one stinker against the Panthers cost them. Yeah. And the end of the, the Seahawks, Seahawks and Rams game, like, you can argue the Rams really should have won that game. It against the Seahawks the other day, officiating wise, like they're leading the whole game. The Seahawks snuck in. By the way, shout out to the Seahawks for trading away Russell Wilson, getting back all the future picks that the Broncos have, while the Broncos pay Russell Wilson two hundred and fifty million dollars. You get the third overall pick out of them, and you make the playoffs with Geno Smith. That's just hilarious to me. It's so funny. That, that is, is insane. And also, shout out to us, because not a single one of us had the Broncos making the playoffs. I remember that. No when way. I specifically said Russell Wilson was going to suck this year. Yeah, I didn't expect them to be that bad, obviously, but they, uh, we didn't fall for the trap. I think that was Josh Radama's take of the year. That's up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I had to read, I'm going to listen to that one after this. I'm going to listen to that episode, because I think we have some good takes in that episode. Yeah, I'm pretty I think sure a lot of that panned out. I'm pretty sure Josh doubled down on the Jaguars and make the playoffs too. Like a psycho. <laughs> I think I did. Like yeah. an absolute sicko. Uh that's I think that'll be a pretty I interesting game. You know, the Jaguars beat the chart like beat the Chargers dick in earlier this year. Uh remember that out in LA. Now LA goes to Jacksonville. Um should be a good game. I think the Chargers take it personally. I think the Bengals take it. I think the Bills beat the Dolphins by 50. I don't think that's even going to be close. I do, I'm so out on the Dolphins, man. Whether it's Tua or whoever else they throw out there, I don't think it matters. I think the Bills are just going to absolutely pummel them. Oh, yeah, Bills. Yeah, that's an easy one. I, I'm not going to wood, I think. We're going to have like the total like Team of Destiny narrative, too, with the Bills. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. I didn't realize that last week, to be honest. I knew the Bills played the Patriots. But I completely forgot of like, wait, Patriots are gonna have to be dealing with that when they're like fighting for their playoff line. No, yeah, uh, I didn't no even chance. The day of where I was like, wait a second, all these people wearing these shirts, it's like that's cool and all, but like, damn, okay, we're screwed. We're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So the AFC, I think, will come down to Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs are the top three. Hopefully, the Chargers can get it done, but I feel pretty good about the Bengals and Bills getting it done. Um. And they right there, those four teams. I think any of those four teams can go beat any of the whoever comes out of the NFC. I think the AFC wins the Super Bowl. I don't know if that's necessarily a big take, but you got Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, who wants revenge, Chargers slash Jaguars. Um, I don't think the Jaguars will get past any of those, but Herbert. I think can can carry to a victory personally. You know, he's a fucking freak. I have a dumb question. Well, we'll a playoff game, all right? 
This is his first playoff game. Oh, well, so yeah, I guess he's never won one. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I feel like I see that on Twitter of just like people being like, Herbert, it's done. I feel like people like either love Herbert or they hate him so fucking He's only 24. That's so wild. This is Herbert's third year. He's only 24. Yeah. So Uh, it's older. Yeah. Yes. It's wild. And Joe Burrow's 26. Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the playoffs, which is kind of crazy. Or in the AFC. In the AFC. Really, though? Even that's... I guess it makes sense. Yikes. We're old. We're fucking husbands for real now. Tua. Tua's younger. Josh Allen's 26. Lamar's 24 still. Dude, literally... Or 25, maybe. How's Lamar that young? He Lamar's going to be a foul. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett would be the second oldest guy in the playoffs right now. (laughs) It's like him him and Joe Burrow, I think. I think Joe Burrow's 26, too, because he got drafted at 23 or 24. That's true, because he had bounced around. So that was like a fourth or fifth year, right? So Yeah, that but that's so crazy. Like, the QBs in the AFC are fucking stacked. And yeah. I think the AFC's games are going to be awesome to watch, especially in the second round, second week. I have a question. Oops, sorry. Here you go, go. Just dumb question real quick. So the Chiefs aren't playing this week because they have a bye? Uh-huh. Is it the only one team gets a bye? Is that how it works? Yes. Yeah, only one team gets a bye now. Okay. I was. I'm looking at. I'm looking at the schedule right now, and you get you as you're talking. And I'm like, hey, Bills are fucking playing, and, and so who's the NFC? Seven teams. The Eagles. Okay, thank you. Yeah, this is what the second or third year that they did it. They added a team and took away a bye. All right, that's fair enough. That's cool. I guess. Yeah, they just want more teams to get more in the games. playoffs. I guess more games equals more money, right? True. Um, on the note of quarterbacks and the AFC, especially, how do you guys? we just saw the end of a season with Mac Jones. Obviously we've had the conversation throughout the year with like Matt Patricia and all that crap of like, our play calling has been terrible. What's your, what's kind of like your takeaway of Mac Jones after this, now that this year is complete, like just knowing like what you just said is ridiculous to me of like all those quarterbacks are under the age of 26 or 26. Mm -hmm. Like that's a little scary, isn't it? Outside the box, Mac Jones is totally bitch made. Just saying. Yeah, man. I don't know. He seems like um he's he sucks. He looks like a horrible teammate. Yeah, he's this is like this is like Brady. I'm with you. He's not (laughs) it's Brady 2.0 for me, but he doesn't have the Brady talent to back it up. That's why I always hated Brady, yelling at his teammates, yelling at his coaches. I hated that fucking look, especially being a coach myself. Okay. Mac, you know. Yeah, Max doing it in year two, not winning a playoff game. Brady does it in year 15 because he knows exactly what everybody's exactly. supposed to be doing. So yeah. I think Brady earned the right to show that passion personally, but I don't necessarily think Mac Jones, as much as I don't agree with Matt Patricia calling plays and whatnot throughout the whole year, yeah. I don't think Mac Jones has the right to wave off the I just don't like he has not earned that right. He's not that he's not Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow out there slinging it, you know, in in an elite arm talent. He's not that guy. And I think that was very clear this year. Um, I think it's very clear that he needs a offensive minded guru in his ear. I think it's very clear that he needs another. He's not the type of guy that can just elevate everybody around him like. Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense barely missed a step this year without Tyreek Hill. You know, they found ways to elevate almost everybody else around him. Yeah, you still have Travis Kelsey. That helps, obviously. Like, Mac doesn't have that. These tight ends that they brought in suck. 
the wide receivers suck for the most part. Uh, they don't play the ones that are good, like Kendrick Bourne. And it's just a whole fucking mess. I think you just need to scrap it and start again, honestly. Like, I don't know how, like, it, it also seems like Mac and Bill Belichick don't have a good relationship, which which is the most important. Yeah. No, yeah. And I feel like it's just so tough too, man, where it's like, I don't know, obviously Mac at Alabama was awesome. But then you look at all the guys that he had on that offense, which we knew was a great offense at the time. But I'm just looking at it right now, too, just as a reminder. Najee Harris, Brian Robinson as the running backs. Then you've got Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, just like so John Mechie. Like, that's why he put up the crazy stats. And we, right. I, don't think, I don't think we're unrealistic where we thought that Mac Jones was going to be like a world-breaking quarterback. But he's kind of just a guy. All right, big question. Who would who would rather have right now, Mac Jones or Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy, hundred percent. Okay, but Devil's Advocate, you throw Mac Jones in the Kyle Shanahan offense over there, and he's gonna look like fucking Tom Brady. I bet. At least Brock Purdy can throw the fucking ball, dude. That's my point. He's in a system that allows him to. No, Mac Jones just can't throw the ball. But they don't let him. <laughs> they are sick of Mac. He throws it beyond like 15 yards, like once a game, and you're everyone like stands up because it's like, whoa, we're <laughs> whoa, Max winding <laughs> up, like <laughs> right. As good as like Brock Purdy has been, and yes, I don't blame like he's he's been good. Don't get me wrong, but I think the Kyle Shanahan offense, what he's built, that's more of a product of of him than anything else. But you have to give credit where credit's due. Like Brock Purdy's look good. He's made the throws, like you said. And he's been really good since he's been plugged in there as a rookie, as Mr. Irrelevant. So I love the story. I hope he pulls it off because that's the team I would be rooting for coming out of the NFC. Brock Purdy over Trey Lance. No cap. No cap. Claudio Reyna, baby. That's for G-Baby. Look that shit up. Conspiracy USA wins the World Cup with him in. Love that. Okay. Any any other uh, last take? Tupac is alive. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Matt Howard. Isn't he like the the U.S. men's team? Uh, is it? Wait, who is it? Is he the keeper, Josh? Who's the keeper? Matt Howard? That was like. Oh no, was no nice. the current guy. The current guy. That poor guy has a, a video go viral. He played soccer for uh, Fairfield, and the the goal goes in off his face. I've seen that like five times in the last week. <laughs> poor guy. Shout out to him. All right, shout out to him. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to all my homies. My true psychopath listening to this podcast all the way to the end. That means you, G-Baby, Hall of Famer, James Murph, first ballot, Lance Legere, I'm playing you in fantasy basketball right now, and I think you're going to beat me. My 11-0 record might get screwed over. It's all good. Lancey Pants is the real deal. You guys are having a great year so far. Found out recently this is year five of SSBT. We were children when we started this podcast. We still are mentally. I guess you never really do age. Big take, this is the first outro I've ever done on this microphone I have right here. I broke my other microphone. Every other podcast we ever did was done with that microphone. So this is the first time ever in an SSBT episode, I'm using this new Yeti X microphone. 
that's why I went hardcore with the intro. I wanted to try out the, the vocals and shit, so hope it sounded good. Shout out to you, Josh Martin, my brother. Shout out to your wife, Shannon. It's her birthday today. We didn't give a shout out, so Shannon, happy birthday. Fucking shout outs to who else we got? My brother Alex Fava. Jake Ruth, I don't know if he'll listen anymore, but shout out to you. Shout out McPuff. Still haven't mended the fence yet, but we're work, working on it, you know what I'm saying? The goal of this podcast from here on out is to be a self help podcast. Self help intro and outro. That's the new thing. And by the way, yes, we're still on. For New Month's Eve. I did not forget. It's January 10th. We have, let's see, we have 21 days, mathematically, I believe, until New Month's Eve. You better be there, whoever you are. The true listeners of this podcast know. You'll get more information as the time comes. Not much to report today. Gonna go watch the Golden Globes now. I don't know why. But I am. Because I heard that the Golden Globes are the fun one versus the Oscars, which are not fun. If anybody can confirm or deny, let me know. Yo, shout out to my brother Will Tondo up in this bitch, by the way. That kid's the fucking real deal. So is Jake Zimmer. House Enterprise is goaded. My brother Will Tondo, though. True homie. Kids supporting us all the time. Always ready to go into the trenches on Twitter. Shout out to the people that are in the trenches on Twitter. Because Twitter's kind of divulged into shit posting and shit. And the four of us are on Twitter. Most of, mostly uh, our small state big takes is me and Gilly. And we, we kick up some dust sometimes, so. People that jump in on that, respect to you. Will Tondo, respect to you. Lancey Pants, respect to you, my brother. Lindsay Pants, you better not beat me this week in fantasy basketball. I'm going to be crying. Shout out to fantasy basketball. Underrated. Fantasy basketball. Underrated. We have to play more of that. Shout out to Mac Jones. This is your last week as a Patriot. Thank you for the memories. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. And say it with me. Fuck. Make buff.